Welcome to Hi Five for Hemp. I am Martin Lindeskog. Hi, Adam. How are things? Hey, Martin. How are you? I am yeah. well. How have you been? Good. It's great to kick this off this podcast, and now we're episode three. You could call it, depending on how, how you're counting. And we are trying to make this episode evergreen content, so you could go back and listen to it back in the future. I think that's a good idea, Martin. I think this is probably the number one question that I get when people talk about hemp on top of the history of hemp or what is hemp? How is it different from marijuana? We'll we'll address those in other episodes. We kind of touched that in the first episode that I was on last week. But I think this week we had the idea of just talking about CBD, a CBD 101 primer to help you understand what it is, what it's not, how it can help you, where it comes from. So, Martin, you're familiar with CBD, right? You've you've tried this crazy yes. thing everyone's talking yes, about? a little bit, yeah. And uh, that was my question first when I saw things and wonder what's this acronym standing for. You get the <laughs> honor to say it uh, quickly. <laughs> CBD. CBD stands for cannabidiol. It's a little tricky to say, but it's one of the many chemical compounds that can be extracted from hemp which is also known as cannabis sativa. Cannabis yes, sativa. and there you have it already there. Uh, because I have got some feedback from, you know, a show and what it's all about. So so we have, a, we have a positive challenge here for the future. And you are coming from, you know, America and I'm here in Europe. And America has been more, you know, in a progress in a way. We know in other shows we talk about the rich history also but now it's uh, 101 but it's interesting here that uh, when you have a name of this plant and when you hear that word you maybe could get a bit dazed and confused so <laughs> but i have tested cbd and the oil and i wonder how do i take that and uh, we we will talk about evergreen content but it's interesting how it's in different areas in the world how they are you know able to market it because you know you could digest the cbd oil but in certain areas you have to say it's like uh, out on your skin also and you could use it uh, even for pets you could have a cbd so it's an interesting uh, compound as you said but i have tested it uh, in oil and also in capsules that's how i've digested it yeah, there's many different ways to use CBD. And as I said before, it's one of the many chemical compounds that mm. can be extracted from the wonderful plant cannabis sativa. Now, cannabis is a whole family, right? There are other yep. types of cannabis. Cannabis indica is a very popular plant for the psychological effect, right? Mm. The, the impairing effect. Whereas cannabis sativa, while there are strains that can be very strong and very high in THC, the and cannabis sativa. THC standing for? <laughs> TH, THC stands for tetrahydrocannabinol, which okay. is a substance that affects you psychologically, mm. right? It's a psychoactive element. You'll experience that, right? If you try regular marijuana per se. And I haven't, so I don't know. Nope. Hemp is the same family. It's mm. just that plant with very low quantities of THC. But that's the thing. You say negligible and it's very small. It's, it could be like in America, I think it's 0.3, something like that. And here in Europe and Sweden, it has to be 
0.2, I think, if I'm correct. But there it have been a bit of debate about that, but we'll come back to that. That is the level of THC in the plant. When they make the extraction, we can go over that process a little later, how they get the CBD out of the plant. It depends on the type of CBD that it is, but there are isolate products where they mm. isolate the CBD and that's all yeah. you're getting. You're getting zero THC. So yeah. it is possible and with the, today's extraction technology to just pull out the CBD. Usually that comes at more of a price because it means more distilling and refinement. We can go over that in just a few minutes. To get back to where we started, CBD is generally an oil as it's found that's extracted from the plant cannabis sativa. And what it does not contain is THC or negligible amounts of THC that fall under the level that you would experience psychoactively. Yep. So you won't experience euphoric effects or uplifting effects or narcotic effects, as they would say. Good. Right. And CBD has a wide range of effects from subtle to more direct, depending on the issue that you're trying to treat and also the quality and the extraction of the product, how, how strong it is. Right? And while research is still underway to explore the full range of CBD's usefulness, people generally use it to manage symptoms that are related to things like inflammation and pain and anxiety and insomnia. And it does especially well, science is showing, with minimizing seizures. There's rewarding research that's coming out there, but it's still fairly new. And one of the reasons why is for the longest time, it's been federally illegal in many countries around the world. So getting user trials is very, very difficult. But that's slowly changing as cannabis is becoming more open, available, and legal hmm. in regions in the world. But at least here, there's been a lot of progress. So there's been a lot more research and there's a lot more that we know about CBD. And and I got that feedback from what's my why? Why did I want to start this podcast? And it's great to have it together with you now, Adam, because you're an expert in this field and you have used it, I have experience, and you're coming where the progress is going well in a way in the United States of America. So I'm curious about different ways and also want to be a devil's advocate to, and also be able to answer is it, you know, this THC, could that uh, have an, an indication? What's the difference? What's the application? And I got curious because, I, as I said in my trailer, I wanted to see if I, it could affect in a positive way the balance because I felt some kind of imbalance or, or something like that. I read about this, and that's another one that you could pronounce, EC system. That's the endocannabinoid system. Yes. So, so the different in, into your body in order to get a good balance, you could say. So that's why I got curious about that and read a book in, in this field. And then I said, okay, which kind of products will I test? And then I heard that CBD, it could be easy to take. 
it drops. It's very easy to take. In fact, I tend to use it every day unless I forget, but generally I do. I, I use a tincture, which is mm. uh, CBD suspended in MCT or coconut oil, very highly refined, very pure. And it also has organic cinnamon extraction in it too, so it actually doesn't taste like grass. Yeah, that could be one thing, could be turn off, but I, I have used that's very natural and of course, you get to be used to it also, but you could have different uh, things that with the flavoring and so on also. We will concentrate on CBD today, but a new thing here is, is CBN. Have you heard about that one? That's another compound, another yep. cannabinoid that can be extracted uh, from the plant. There's also CBG, there's CBN, and then there's CBD. It goes pretty deep. And there's THC and then terpenes. And they can extract those with new technology. It's amazing what they can do and how they can isolate each chemical component that's in the plant. Right. Mm -hmm. So let me talk about a concept here that's very important to understand, which are the the different types of CBD. Now, there could be different types of the way the product is produced, whether it's an oil, whether it's a bar, whether it's a cream, whether it's something you smoke, whether it's something you put on your body, whether it's something you ingest or eat, right? Or you drink. I'm not talking about that. This is actually about how they process the plant. And there are generally three types of CBD. There's full spectrum CBD, there's broad spectrum CBD, and there's CBD isolate. Full spectrum CBD oil contains the full array of compounds that are produced from the source plant, including CBD and THC, but other cannabinoids and terpenes are there too, such as the CBN you're talking about, which is really good for sleeping, uh, mm. such as CBG, which is really good for awareness and attention. And then of course, THC. And when you get a product that says full spectrum, it has a little bit of all of that in there. And some folks will argue that that's a good choice because it's a cocktail. And mm. sometimes uh, people feel and believe that having all of those additional compounds provides balance, that isolates are sometimes not as effective because they're isolated, they're alone, that they need their partners to help the body absorb or use. Now, science is discovering this now. We don't know for sure, right? We, it was very difficult to run any trials. We're just doing them now. So the question is still out on that one, right? But that's what full spectrum is. You get all of it. And then there's broad spectrum CBD. And this is where the oil contains a wide array of compounds, but the THC is completely removed. What we see is that with hemp, that is not psychoactive. Most CBD is produced with this plant because it's far easier to grow. Hmm. Right. Far less costly, far less finicky. Right. And it requires less effort to have it grow. And with the right technology and extraction tools and labs, you can pull out all of the other stuff. So broad spectrum CBDs difference from full spectrum is that it's a more narrow selection of compounds and, and the THC has been knocked off where this is good is if you're going to be tested for work. <laughs> <laughs> or a position or a role because THC is what they're testing for, right? So if you have any questions about that, try to find broad spectrum. I, I tend to think that the other cannabinoids are helpful for various reasons. And then the last one is CBD isolate. And that's where the oil only contains CBD and all the other compounds have been removed. Now consider this, getting to that stage of pure CBD requires 
processing, refinement, distillation, and time and money. So CBD isolate tends to be the most expensive because full spectrum, you just grab in everything. You just process it once, there you have it. There might be further filtration or cleaning and, and various things to make the, the oil more pure, but probably getting CBD isolates is going to be the most difficult to do. It requires probably the most processing and it's generally the most expensive to have it solo. And it's really just getting rid of the bits and pieces. And it's quite amazing. And that's the thing. I mean, this is a market. We will talk about that in future episodes about uh, supply and demand and, you know, how this attracts when it's booming and what, what could happen there uh, with that. And also, you know, if you buy something, what do you get? What's in the bottle? But could you tell a little about how you extract it? And it's pretty interesting process there. Now, there are many different methods to extract compounds from CBD, but understand that now that it's a business, more or less, there are good ways to do it or economic ways to do it and difficult ways to do it. And, and it depends on how much time and money you have, what resources you have, what regulations are on your state. For the most part, CBD now is extracted using a closed loop system. It is a uh, system that looks very much like a distillery, like you would distill, say, alcohol or something like that. There's uh, containers that are under pr pressure where they put the plant material inside a container and then they charge it with a solvent, meaning they shoot it with pressure into this container and it's all contained and sealed. These are sealed containers. You do this in a laboratory. You can't do this. I'm sure people are trying to do this in their backyard and garages, but I would not recommend it. It requires a lot of power and a lot of safety measures and a lot of cleanliness because you want to control of the environment to make sure that the material stays clean and pure, right? Basically, you stuff all of the material, like say 10 pounds of material into this container and you seal it up and it's sealed tight with a gasket under pressure, right? And they shoot the solvent into it. And the solvent can be carbon dioxide, uh, which is not very uh, effective, but it's very clean because it's only gas. Or you can use uh, butane or propane or ethanol is alcohol. Those all work really well. And you shoot it in there and you need a different system for each solvent that you would use. You can't use one machine and change the solvents. But the solvents are like the keys that unlock the compounds from the hard material. Uh, and what happens is, through magic, the solvent under pressure, either under heat, just under the, the, the nature of the solvent, like alcohol, will dissolve uh, the compounds right off of the plant. And then they have a way of filtering those compounds into another container as a lipid or as a fat, which is basically what oil is. And then they're able to shoot back all the excess material, solvent material back into the solvent container. And it's a closed system and they just run it like a loop, whether it be carbon dioxide, whether it be butane, whether it be ethanol or any of the other solvents that are out there, there are a few more. And some are more effective than others. Some are more 
costly than others. Some are more dangerous than others. For example, with CO2, while the solvent isn't dangerous, for example, butane is flammable, CO2 is not. The challenge with CO2 is it's not very effective. So you have to run it many times and it takes many hours and that's a lot of energy and power. So there's like a lot of things in play when you're extracting, though probably the most popular right now is CO2 because it's available. And uh, you don't need any special permit outside of high pressure. It's not like you're using a chemical that could catch fire, (laughs) propane or butane, right? So also uh, there are others that say, no, you know, ethanol or alcohol is the best way to do it because uh, you'll get the cleanest oil possible because it's really easy to burn out alcohol and it's more natural even if you got some it's not going to hurt you as much as say like propane or butane even carbon dioxide can hurt you so you know the body seems to be used to alcohol but it's easier to get rid of the alcohol so while alcohol extraction is probably in smaller quantities you have folks who produce really nice craft product really high-end oils super clean super pure they prefer to use ethanol so you know it's really this is this is a professional product it's you know it's for businesses for laboratories for extraction centers and there's many of growers who actually will just find an extractor and bring their product to the extractor and then like a partnership the extractor will then do all of the work they get paid and then they deliver the oil right it's not like you have to own all the pieces you know either you can be the farmer or you could be the extractor, or you could just be the person who owns the brand and you outsource all of these things. You find somebody to provide you with the seeds. You find somebody to provide you with the space to grow that's legal. You find the farmer to grow. You find the extractor to extract. And then all you do is come up with the cool name and worry about the distribution channel and and the store and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) So it's an interesting business wherever you want to get in, right? But the extraction units themselves are pretty cool. I don't know if you have have you ever taken a tour of a brewery or a distillery where they make alcohol? In New Hampshire, I went. Yeah. And you go in the room where there's all these silver tanks under pressure. That's what it's like, right? But on a much smaller scale, right? On a much smaller scale. And it, they're not as open. There's very few places where you can just go and get a tour unless you know someone. And also, the regulation is different everywhere. Now, these are the same tools that they use to extract lemon oil and cinnamon oil and almond oil and any other kind of oil from any other kind of natural plant. They're just now using them to extract compounds out of CBD. It's not like these just exist for the cannabis plant. They've probably been tweaked because the economy is there for these products, right? And as we move along every year, they get better and better and better. The science becomes better and better. The engineering becomes better and better. And the economics of it all become better and better, just like it is with craft beer, right? Or or craft spirits, right? This is just yet another product that can be extracted. And, and it's big money. It's big money, you know, especially here in California where I live. There's quite a, quite a few companies that just do the extraction. There's quite a few companies that just do the greenhouse part. There's quite a few companies that are just doing the seed and providing that to the growers. Then there are quite a few people who are just farmers and they just know how to grow stuff, right? And they go to different farms. And then there are quite a few 
capitalists who do the investment part. <laughs> they mm. get the money, right? And then there are quite a few marketers who just come yeah. up with the cool name or they get the celebrity buy-in, right? And then yeah. and they create a white label product and then they find out people who want to create their own product. So for example, when you hear someone super famous like a rap star or a sports star who now has a CBD product, all of that stuff is done white label and they just put mm. their face and their name on the box. It's not like they're creating all of this stuff in their backyard. You know, these are all services that are out there. It's just putting them all together to make the product. So, right. so I hope that was helpful, that overview. Yeah, enjoyed that. And I think it's a good introduction. As, as uh, 101 is saying, we take it for granted here. If you have been studying in America or some other place, uh, that 101 is standing for the introduction course or the start. So and then we could... Uh, 102 and 103 etc in the future yeah before we go i do want to say one thing that is a big issue yep. with the production of cbd and i think this is probably the biggest issue that can affect you in a difficult way is that of quality we are still at a point where there's very little regulation and standards of quality and because it is a very popular business right now there are many manufacturers that are just at a rush to market and while i talked about how there are all of these different methods of extraction there are also different ways of putting together businesses and sometimes when you purchase things they might not be as well put together as as you would like them to be so you have to be very careful when you're buying these products that they Buy come from where reputable sources and good companies that check their products. And you have to do your own homework to find out about these companies. But usually if they're really interested in business, they'll get back to you. Just email them, you call them, right? But I tend to stay away from buying products right off the shelf. Things that you find, say, in a, a tobacco store or in a liquor store, that's where we see them here. You see CBD everywhere in these mm -hmm. crazy places. And some of these products, you have no idea what solvents they use, how clean they are, how long they've been sitting on the shelf, what else might be in them. Whereas when you buy directly from the manufacturer of the CBD and you can check and see testimonials, you can do a background check with your Better Business Bureau. And see the laboratory test also. You can see exactly there. right, right. From independent research and independent laboratory checking and testing. And all of the best CBD companies do that because they know how competitive it is as a business and the consumers want this and you can find it. You can find it and hopefully we'll be able to bring to you some of those folks that are in the industry. One of my friends, in fact, is in the industry and he can come on the show in a future show. And Or maybe you listen to that show and you're now listening to this one because you're working backwards. But yeah. uh, that's important too. Testing and quality is probably the biggest factor to how effective the cbd will be because there's a lot of snake oil out there mm. <laughs> you could say it's cbd but there's no way of knowing whether it's just that or oil you know, mm. that you have in the jar so i tend to go directly to the manufacturer and try to get the highest quality product it kind of costs a little more but it's going into your body you want it to be good and you don't want to be taken advantage of right so mm. do your homework take your time don't just buy the first thing you find or especially don't buy it if it's in the gas station 
in the petrol station, you know, it's there though. It's there. And, and, and take your time, ask a lot of questions. You can ask us questions by reaching out to us at our new email. We have a new email, Martin. Should I share that? Yes, please do. Yeah. Our new email is info at high five for hemp.com. So if you want to reach out, have a question about the show, a topic that you'd like us to cover, if you'd like us to check out your products, we'd be happy to do so at info at high five for hemp.com. Can I make one more announcement? Yes, please. We also set up a Discord server. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's high five for him. <laughs> yeah, we did. And so you did. if you want to check, we'll be post links to articles, stories, our get more info about our guests, any additional information. We just created the Discord. There's really not much there now. But if you're interested in finding out more about the show, we'll be mentioning this more in the future, too. In future shows, we'll go more deeply into the composition of the server. Right now, it's just a, a pretty flat composition. There's not too many different rooms. But go in there. Say hello if you're into the Discord thing. It's very useful, and it's a way for us to post content that's textual or links or maybe a picture to go along with the show uh, to make it a little easier, an infographic or something like that. Great. Thanks. Yeah, I think uh, I, I have to chew on this and uh, come back, but my journey here is uh, to learn more about it. And as, as you said in the first, when we talked the first time, it is maybe diff in different areas in the world, it's different um, issues and also different uh, progress. And But now I think the, the prime here and the introduction was good because that will be evergreen, as you said. But we will follow along also uh, what's going on in the world here. Because that's the thing, uh, what is CBD and what's hemp and what's the difference between that and and also the similarities coming from the same or the same plant family, you could say. So I think it was a good uh, good introduction and a good way of doing it from the plant to, and the production and all the things and all different products that you could get out of it. And we'll probably come back to that because now we and it took uh, CBD, especially oil then, but then you could have it in different formats in different ways. And then uh, you could have uh, it's in different products also and uh, evergreen content. And that's probably thanks also to the rich history, as I said. So we had some things that we were thinking of talking about the history, but we'll come back to that in order to look into the future also. To learn from the history so this is not nothing new under the sun in a way it's it's an old thing so but what i like as you said with the market that now we we see the positive market forces and you see in uh, supply of it and in demand and a bis lots of business going on and also lots of applications and and the studies also so we have to see that that it will be able to do the dis different tests i, I almost uh, compare it to, to the plant uh, you know camellia sinensis uh, tea, the tea plant, and there uh, they have done lots of studies there also during the years, and what it could be good for as a as a beverage. So yeah, 
Interesting. I'm sure we will see some parallels. So we're like Holland in the 1500s, right? Yeah. <laughs> when tea and the and the tea trade was, or yeah. maybe that was the 1600s. I might have my my math yeah. wrong here, <laughs> my historical math. But uh, yeah. early days, it's the tulip yeah. trade. But yeah. uh, it's uh, very exciting to be here with you. We'll be back on the next show with more with more news, with more topical information that's connected to the time. Whereas this show. Is, is out of time. You can listen to this one, anyone, and we'll be referring back to this show. So if you're listening to this from a future show, thank you for taking the time to listen. We really appreciate it. And thanks thanks for, for subscribing to the show in your favorite 2.0 podcast catcher, whatever that might be. <laughs> Good. Thanks, Adam. Talk to you soon again. Bye.